Hello, friends, family, and everybody that loves the Dallas Mavericks. This is Kirk Henderson. I'm joined by Josh Bowe. It's about 10.30 on Wednesday, January 5th. We are joining you after the Mavericks defeated the Golden State Warriors in probably one of their greatest games of the season, 99-82. to But somehow they managed to top that by retiring Dirk's jersey after the game. And what was just, it was the entire culmination of Dirk Dirk's experience. I, I don't even know where Josh and I were talking. We don't even know where to start. Josh, what are you thinking? Man, uh, I think if there's one thing you cannot criticize the Mavericks organization for, it's how to celebrate the career mm. of their greatest player in franchise history between the really awesome final home game send-off and tonight. Uh, now I'm just like looking forward to the statue reveal and like had a great time. Yeah, had a like, great time. It just it, they they really know how to send send out Dirk. Uh, it, it was crazy. It, it it can't be you know critics of you and I and kind of our site in general. And I understand this because you know fandom is is kind of a personal thing. Sometimes don't like how grumpy we are, but there's just there's nothing to say about the last forty five minutes of my life outside of like I just experienced a lot of joy, and. I hope everyone at the game did. I hope Dirk did. Like there was just so much that was fun and interesting and and just emotional, but also like very relatable. My wife and I were dying at how his children were so bored during the whole thing. And they're just like, "Who? This is Dad. Like, what? What are we doing here?" <laughs> yeah, just... I think I think my wife tweeted something like, "His kids have no idea who he is, do they?" And it's no, like, I... "Wait, they don't, because they were born. His after... first was born after the title. After his dad is a <laughs> god to all of us, and they're just like, he's dad. And it was so cute and so funny. And like, I mean, that's the first time I've seen his children. There's one photo that the Dallas Morning News right. took during a uh, soft during one of the, his celebrity baseball games. But he and his family have quite rightfully been very protective of the children's identities. And like, they were adorable. They were all wearing suits and they were tired. And it's just so past their bedtime. It's not even funny. Like it. I I just I loved the whole thing. I I I, I you know. Mark Cuban wearing skinny jeans is never going to not be funny. Oh, man, Megan hated that. She was like, what the fuck is he doing? I'm like, that's just, you know, I don't know what to say. That's just what he does. Like, that's just, that's just Mark. But hearing Dirk, you know, I went upstairs for like five minutes because my kid woke up briefly and I came back downstairs and Dirk was still talking. And that might have been the most Dirk has consecutively talked in his life. Oh, my God. I, I think it was. I was actually impressed that he had that much prepared and he was ready. And it felt like he was doing a little bit of uh, open mic night at the Addison Improv uh, with some of the stories he was telling. It, it was a good time. He's uh, remarkable. And it goes, you know, and, and if you haven't listened to the podcast I did yesterday, I really recommend you go download it. One of the kind of defining things about Dirk is how much he remembered about people who you wouldn't think he would necessarily remember. And it's a guy who is grateful in, in so many ways. He was a, a, you know, I saw somebody tweet something effective. Like we maybe need to talk more about how Dirk is just such an incredible basketball player. And like, look, if you don't think Dirk is an incredible basketball player, I can't help you. But Dirk is an incredible human being on top of that is something that will stick with me till the till the day I die. He never embarrassed me as a fan. 
and and that it just in a without- world where meeting your heroes is usually a bad thing um mm-hmm. that's what you just said is is pretty powerful i think it's uh, it's great it's a great time like they yeah. started it early and i was whiny because like i kind of had to miss the first half for my kids bedtime <laughs> and then i got to see all of it and it was just oh god it was fun it's fun. Yeah, what, is there is there anything that we haven't talked about from the retirement? Because I'm going to talk about it next on the green room. I'm sure with people. Uh, I mean, the only thing that was missing was just you know, unfortunately, you know, some people couldn't be there. Jason sure. Terry's coaching a G League team right now. Um, I don't think Donnie Nelson is allowed to, or not Donnie. <laughs> uh, I don't want to bring that up. We don't have to bring it up. We don't want to. But Don, I don't think mm-hmm. Don Nelson is allowed to leave the borders uh, of his island in Maui. Uh, so I don't, I can't remember the last time I've seen him uh, at an event in the state, but like that would have been cool. Cause I really loved, uh, you know, Don Nelson and Dirk. Well, Schultz I just want to see what Don, Don Nelson looks like. Cause he, <laughs> yeah, like, the, man, great. the man looks different in every photo I see. It's really incredible. Yeah. That, like that was the only, you know, downside to it. Sure. Uh, because everything else, I mean, having, you know, the, da- you know, member, you know, the Dallas symphony orchestra on the court, um of course the mavericks you know video montages were as excellent as always um you know having his family up there to all hit the button at the same time to to raise his jersey in the rafters was perfect um it was it was it was truly outstanding um i appreciate you know you know we we are both very critical of jason kidd uh, but I very much appreciated his joke. If Dirk wanted to take a one of their ten day con ten day hardship contracts, uh, that was a good line. Uh, so it, it was really, it, it was really cool. Um, and you know, we I know Tyson is now part of the team in like a coaching capacity, but really he hasn't been. You know, just seeing him and Dirk on the floor together again was also really cool because you know things were so dicey with the organization's relationship with Tyson after the, the two free agency fiascos there. So to be able to see him in the arena, like with Dirk on the floor uh, was also special to me too. Like that was, that was really cool. That was just really cool. Yep. Well, the game, (laughs) the basketball game that we have to cover, it was just as good. (laughs) was also somehow nothing short of spectacular. And I don't, I don't really understand how. So, (laughs) The, yeah. the, the Mavericks won 99 to 82 against the Golden State Warriors, who are the number one team in the NBA with the with the you know multiversal star in Seth Curry. Yeah, uh, the Mavericks beat the Warriors by 17 points, and they shot 30 percent from three and 38 percent from the floor, uh, which feels impossible. Like that's that should never happen. Like I, I just don't. I mean, even the great Mavs team, you know, even Dirk's great Mavs teams rarely, rarely won games like this, uh, you know, even in the rough and tumble mid two thousands. Uh, well, maybe they did more than often, but I'm, now I'm rambling, but like, I, that, that was crazy. I could not believe they won a game like that and they didn't squeak it. Like it wasn't, this wasn't like a fluky, like they shot poorly and they managed to squeak it out in the clutch. I mean, they thoroughly controlled this game basically from the second quarter you know, basically all the way through, you know, Golden State had one last hurrah at the start of the third. And otherwise, that was it. Uh, and it was easily the most impressive win of the season, like you said. Um, it was very awkward to see Steph Curry get monstarred, like, right in front of us. Uh, he played really, like, you know, I credit the Mavericks for playing really well. But that was, like, one of the most bizarre Curry games I think I've ever seen. Like, he was passing the ball to guy, like to nothing, like, to air multiple times. 
Uh, he was missing layups, uh, you know, stuff like that. Like it was, it was, it was weird, and and uh, it, it was a weird like game, like because it just didn't have a lot of flow with all the missed shots, and like Luca turned his ankle at the very end of the game, and he's like on the floor holding it, and it was just like ah, like this is bizarre. It's a great win, but it was just, it was kind of a weird game. Uh, and apparently, saying that on Twitter uh, makes people think that I'm, I'm like living a miserable life, and. I mean, to be honest, I'm kind of over that, and all those people can just f off right now because I can't I mean, believe can't the, believe the state of things that that's considered Luka, team criticism. So, so here's my uh, glasses half full. Luca's ankles turning are a great thing. Is um, <laughs> the last Dallas Mavericks superstar to have early <laughs> career ankle problems just had his jersey retired. That's right. I mean, I just the 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 ankle stuff with Luca is weird. Um, yeah. He looked really fun tonight at spots. He's the thing that I think, and and you know, I, I had a follower. I don't want to butcher the man's name, so I'm not even going to try it. The thing that I think I have to remember is that Luca is still so young. He's so young. When we talk about Dirk in 1999. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Luca was born in 1999. <laughs> Let me <Yeah>. check. <laughs> so it's like, it, it's, it's, uh, it's one of these things where it's like, I hold, I, I hold, yeah, he was born February 28th, 1999. Dirk's first game was about six weeks earlier. Um, <laughs> what, what I hope for from Luca is that he's able to just consistently play because we're in year four. He has not had a particularly healthy season. I, that's not a criticism. It's just the truth. You have to be able to play at least 70 games in a in an 82-game season. And he has managed to hurt himself most years. Um, every season. Every, every season he's been he's had an injury that's taken him out for at least a handful of games at minimum. And the last two, he's missed like, you know, eight to ten games. And, and, you know, the, the, that just matters over a 15 year career. Didn't mm-hmm. happen to LeBron James. Didn't really happen to Kevin Durant. He missed an entire season, but it's just kind of a different deal. And so when we're kind of like low key critical of him, it's mainly because of that. Now he did get to the line a hysterical 12 times and was doing Luka Doncic things on drives where he was using his, um, I'm trying to think of the right word. The fact that he's able to change pace and then he's just so strong, it was that that sort of part of his game was really fun to watch. I thought he'd come out and shoot an incredible game. He really didn't shoot that well. Seven eighteen, two of eight from the floor, um, passing kind of sloppy at points. He still had six turnovers, and yet I was still very very impressed by his game. I'm looking at this box score and just looking at the Mavericks numbers. How the fuck did they win? I know that's what I'm saying. No one played a good offensive game. I mean, even Dorian, who was huge, was 17 points and four. Dorian was three. one of eight at it, one point. Yeah. <laughs> so that means he finished five of seven after yeah. I shit talked him, and it yeah, was in the did. slack. Yeah, Maxi was zero of seven from three. Um, Brunson, Brunson was. was Brunson was, and and Brunson was bad like this is every time there's a there's a team that's really good at defense Brunson is not good and I don't know how to how to make that fit is that fair 
Or is that no, I mean, I mean, especially the Warriors. I mean, good God, with with Gary, you know, Gary Payton, uh, Gary Payton the uh, second, and and Draymond Green, and seemingly all the guys the Warriors bring off the bench, except maybe you know Bielitsa. Like all of those guys are very like scrappy, long defenders. Mm-hmm. Like Jordan Toscano Anderson would be yeah. my favorite Maverick. Yes, he's got that goonish mentality. I think that the team could could use. I mean, he's uh, like Dorian. He's a lot like Dorian. Yeah, they, scrap kind of more of a post player, but just just yeah. really really impressive. Yeah, and I think you know we're talking about like how do they win and they're bad and it was like the Warriors shot five of twenty eight from three. Um, you know we have to give you know the Mavericks don't win this game by 17 points if they weren't playing Ooh, a great yeah. defensive game. And they did. I mean, they were closing off passing lanes. And I think what they really did, you know, I don't know if they were totally responsible for Steph's 5 of 24 night, but I think what they really did well is, you know, while Steph was kind of like in his own head, it felt like no one else, like they did a pretty good job at limiting, you know, everyone else. Uh, and I feel like no one else on the team really popped off. Like Andrew Wiggins had 17 points. And other than that, you know, like Gary Payton had 11, but his points mainly came on like some runouts. Like no one really killed them in the half court. Uh, and I think that's a testament to to how well they played defensively. And it should be give them bonus points for the fact that they were able to do without Kristaps, who's been, you know, their their best rim protector. You know, Maxi had a great block. Uh, and, and, you know, Luca didn't didn't look shabby on the defensive end. Like, you know, they they played they played a good game on that on that end of the floor. Uh-huh. Uh, that was and hey, I mean, would you would you think they win a game like this in the last two years against an opponent this good with that those shooting numbers? Like I don't Zero. Think so. so full so. disclosure, I went upstairs at 7 p.m. So the game started at 6.45 tip off, which the NBA stopped fucking lying to me about when games start. <laughs> 15 minutes in my life is a lifetime. I need to know these things. Anyways, I came back downstairs in the middle uh I basically kept like running up and downstairs. And so I, I really only saw the second half in full. Um, and it's just, it, 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 it I, I don't understand it. This is just, I'm going to need his talk to dip into the defensive numbers because this feels like, and I don't mean this critically because every team goes through this. It's great to have good three-point luck. The New York Knicks went through an entire season of this and it worked out well for them. Yeah, and I mean, Iztok just recently wrote, like, not that long ago, like, how ill-equipped the Mavericks roster is to be a consistent defensive team. And entering tonight's game, they were 11th in defensive rating on cleaningtheglass.com. So uh, they're doing something right. I don't know what it, you know, we'll need to maybe, maybe that's my goal, my goal this week or, or one of our staffers' goals to figure that out. But um, but yeah, I mean, at least it's it's something. Like, there's they're building off something. I mean, it helps, you know, Reggie Bullock off the bench. I know he's not shooting well, but I mean, just having another like defensive minded wing with a pulse, just which they haven't been able to have off the bench for the last couple of years because everyone they've tried to sign has been terrible. I mean, (laughs) Bullock's disappointed to some degree as well, but uh, that helps a little bit too. Um, But yeah, I mean, maybe the Warriors had a a weird, weird, like, you know, off night, but you know, Again, the Mavericks won by 17 points. They did not fluke their way to the finish line, you know, with you know, uh, with some random clutch performances. Like they, they were in control for the majority of this game, and that's not something I was expecting going into it. And I'm just just pleasantly surprised to see them do it. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
You got to go. You got a green room to host, buddy. Oh, we got six minutes. <laughs> you know, timing. Look, every minute matters. That's the <laughs> lesson of, of NBA basketball and of painting yes. and of all sorts of things. I can make a lot of things happen. I'm not going to finish that. That's just setting me myself up for a joke. I almost said <laughs> I can make a lot of things happen in six minutes. That's weird. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, you know, it was fun. I, I don't know if I'm going to be back around for Friday night because I have something going on. But right. um, this was this was the culmination of of 21 years. Yes, it for was. Most, and, for some people. I had a great time. I had a great time, too. Let's do it again uh, when they put his, his statue in front of the American Airlines Center. <laughs> we'll talk about the statue another day. <laughs> yeah, good vibes podcast only. We'll save the statue. Right. For the All right, guys. Ready. Kirk Henderson, Josh Bo, Mavs Moneyball After Dark. Please like and subscribe. Go check out yesterday's pod with me. I had eight different guests very on. Good. Who loved very, very it, good. It was fun. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting. I mean, I was hoping, but it turned out much better than I could have ever expected. Yep, that was great, everyone. Uh, plus, plus, thumbs up. Whatever you want to say, it was good. That's right. Thanks, Josh. All right, we'll talk soon. Everybody, be good, and we will see you on Friday.